0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I can no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. He's just going to go the distance. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
0: We are getting started with Start or Sit for Fantasy Week 13. So We have the Cowboys and the Seahawks tonight. We talked about that game yesterday, but plenty of good games to discuss today. Actually, a really exciting slate. Denver at Houston, which is going to win out there. That Denver defense that's held seven straight quarterbacks to fewer than 20 fantasy points. Or that Houston offense led by C.J. Stroud. Arizona at Pittsburgh. Indianapolis at Tennessee. We'll tell you why this... well. I don't know if we all agree, but I'll make the case why this should be a good Derrick Henry game. Cincinnati at Jacksonville. The Chargers are at New England, and Atlanta is at the Jets Tim Boyle back at the helm there. and What does that mean for Brees Hall, who's averaged 2.6 yards per carry in his last six games? Today's episode... Did I just
2: get the worst games of the week
0: all on Thursday today? What do you mean? Fantastic. Well, first of all, just so everyone knows, today's episode is presented by Salesforce. Thank you, Salesforce. You've got Denver-Houston. That's a, that's a marquee game. That's a big game. Uh, yeah, okay. You've got the Bengals, Super Bowl contender. Two Bengals teams that are be fighting
2: to hope to get into the wild card.
0: Denver you got it, the hottest team in football, Denver at Houston. Um Arizona at Pittsburgh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean it's obviously slim pickings. We don't have that many games.
0: I know, I know. Well that's what's the NFC slate looking like? You got that Eagles game. Um yeah, you got the Lions Saints. Lions Saints, my, uh, it's not that Dolphins good. Dolphins Washington. Oh, you got Kansas City Green Bay too. All right, you want you can come on tomorrow. You can come on tomorrow. All right. Wait, what about Cincinnati Jacksonville? That's today.
2: Okay, okay, so that, that'll be yeah, the that's bag, a good one. The bagels are great. Be terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's start our conversation here.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
0: Who do we got? Who's our start of the week?
3: Well, just like we all expected, uh, Najee Harris is the start of the week. Um, uh, Clearly, it's a great matchup. The Cardinals have allowed a running back to score at least 12.7 PPR points in every game this season. So if that's the floor, he's going to be okay. Uh, But as we've seen from Najee, 15.6 PPR points or more in four of his last six games. So he's been doing a good job from a production standpoint uh, of late. And I think last week, you know, there – There clearly was some changes in the offense, but you still got 15 carries out of him. And I think there's room for both Najee and Jalen Warren to be successful this week. I give the slight edge to Najee because I think we'll get more of those high-level touches, um, especially near the goal line. But we saw last week both Kyron Williams and Royce Freeman take advantage of this Cardinals defense, and I think both Najee and Jalen Warren will as well. So uh, Najee's 15th for me, Um, so top 15 caliber running back. Warren's a top 20 guy. Uh, I like both, but Najee's gonna be our start of the week for uh for week thirteen.
0: And I think he's averaged four point three or better in like four of his last five games or uh three of his last four games against Tennessee, Green Bay, and Cincinnati. And I say it every week. All but one game this year, running back is a hundred yards or a touchdown against the Cardinals. It is Najee Harris's turn. Heath, who do you love?
2: Uh I- Uh, I'll take the free space. It's Zach Moss. Averaged 20.9 fantasy points per game in four games earlier this season without Jonathan Taylor, including by far his best game of the season when he ran for 165 yards and two scores against this Titans defense at 195 total yards in that game. He is my number two running back in all formats this week.
0: Well, that's the scary part (laughs) is starting him over everyone but McCaffrey. Um, Tennessee's been a lot better, 2.7 yards per carry by, from running backs in the last three games, but you don't care. You just...
2: I, I do not care. Okay. Well, Dave, I think everybody has him top 12, so it's not like I'm being outlandish no. by saying he's a must-start running back. I just got it, right?
0: Oh, everybody's got him. To, well, actually, Dave has him 15th. Jamie has him 7th. Oh, okay. So there's some disagreement. Yeah, actually, that surprised me. I thought Dave was higher on him. Dave, Maybe Dave's got one. a thing wow. for Trey Sermon.
1: Maybe.
0: Now let's go to the players that we are sitting there or trying to avoid this week. Uh, Jamie, you can go first.
3: Um, I am trying to avoid, let's see, what position should we go to? Uh, I'm trying to avoid Joe Mixon. Um, he was not good last week in the first game without Joe Burrow. And this Jaguars run defense has been much better of late. I think we'll see them key in on stopping Burrow. But uh, eight total touch, excuse me, ten total touches, eight carries, uh, not exactly what you're looking for from Mixon. You thought maybe they'd lean on him a little bit more. You got kind of saved with the 44 receiving yards last week against Pittsburgh. And so maybe they get a little bit more creative and throw the ball to him a little bit more. But um, I think Mixon's in a little bit of trouble, uh, not just this week, but clearly moving forward. So if you can get away from Mixon, this is a good week to do so.
0: Uh, Zach Moss or Joe Mixon, Heath? <laughs> uh, it's going to be Zach.
2: Might may take three of Joe Mixon to get to Zach Moss this week.
0: Uh, who are you uh, trying to avoid?
2: So Joe Mixon was 100% going to be my answer. I'm going oh, I'm I'm to go uh, – that's okay. A little bit more uh, – generally when we say these guys, they're guys that are ranked outside of our top 24, but I see Mick, Jamie's got Mixon at 24, so I'm going to say Cooper Cup. Uh, he's just inside my top 24 wide receivers because there are six teams on a bye and some really good wide receivers missing. But he's basically had two good games all season, and they were his first two games back. He's not healthy at all right now. And I think this is probably a low-scoring, ugly game with the Browns. There are lots of wide receivers who were either picked up on the waiver wire or drafted much later than Cooper Cup that I would start over him, including Pukunakua, Tank Dell if he goes. I'm just going back to Adam Thielen over Cooper Cup, Cortland Sutton, both Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. The one that I really am struggling with is Jaden Reed. Oh. And I'm tempted.
0: Hmm. Okay. Is Jaden Reed your highest-ranked Packers receiver? Yes. So, how much, you know, we'll have a better sense when we do the show tomorrow, but how much will the Browns' injuries factor into your Cooper Cup ranking? So far, one practice, no Miles Garrett, no Denzel Ward, no Juan Thornhill, one of their safeties. How much is that going to factor into Cup and Naku, I guess?
2: Very little. Um... Like, maybe that causes the over under to go up a little bit. And so the touchdown odds go up a little bit. This is not so much that I'm avoiding Cooper Cup because I think the Browns defense is so good. It's because he's not healthy and it's because the Browns offense is so bad that it'd be very easy for the Rams to go run heavy in this game.
0: Okay. So if you want, you know, Heath just made a reference to the line potentially moving based on injury as well. We can help you out with that because we've got a show inside the lines that you can watch every weekday at youtube.com slash Sportsline's new show inside the lines takes you behind the scenes with the brains behind the sports line simulation, showing you line movement throughout the week injuries that will impact matchups and early value plays using the models projections, get ahead of the lines and the public every weekday with data and analysis that you can't find anywhere else at youtube.com/sportsline. Let's go to our news and notes here. R- I- C- can yeah. I do one thing real
2: quick cuz there was somebody said something in the comments and I think Jamie and I both agree with it. Somebody said I have to start Cup and Mixon, nobody else worth it on waivers. That's 100% true. Like we are trying to avoid those guys if we have somebody on their bench, but there's nobody I could have picked up on waivers that I'm starting over either one of those guys.
3: Well, I I I I, I agree but I don't necessarily think that's a blanket statement because you said yesterday, or I think you were saying, making reference to who'd you drop Zach Moss for, but like, there are people that are picking up Zach Moss. Okay, in, yes, agreed. In, in some 10-team leagues, you're starting him over Mixon. Um, you you made reference to Jaden Reed. That might be somebody, but I, I know like in one 10-team league I saw last night, Rashi Reza Rice was available. I'm starting him over Cup this week. So, you know, there are some, some situations where he could be. Did
0: you guys start Josh Downs over Cup?
3: They're back to back for me right now. I have Cup still one spot over downs. I, I think that the thing you you brought it up, Adam, is the injuries are gonna play a big part of this, you know. So, um, and it makes me feel as if I don't think cups gonna have a vintage Cooper Cup game because it looked really like he was gimping around the field last week. And so I don't know how much that ankle is a problem. Clearly, the Rams think it's okay because they're not listing him on the injury report, at least as far as I saw. He certainly was not listed on the final injury report last week. So, but I don't think he's hundred percent. And so, like he said, he's got two good games. The last four games or five games that's been now factoring in Matthew Stafford, missing some time there, have just been awful for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. But could he have a 40-yard two-touchdown game against a Browns defense face without Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and Thornhill? Absolutely. That defense is not going to be the same without those guys.
0: Yeah, uh, right. Well, we'll keep an eye on the injury report, obviously. The Wednesday injury report, we don't put too much stock into it. A lot of guys sit the Thursday injury report. A little bit more stock into that. And speaking of the injury report, here we go. Aaron Rodgers was limited in practice. He uh, amazing. <laughs>
3: say that, that every day from now, this point forward.
0: Yeah, amazing that he's back. He's got 21 days to be activated. He's already said if they're out of contention that he's not going to come back. Um, we'll see. But he could come back to face Washington in week 16, which would be really fun. Uh, just from a fantasy discussion standpoint.
3: All right. Stop there. Both of you. You need a quarterback, week sixteen. It's his first game. Washington has been as bad as they have been all this time up to that point. Would you start him?
2: No. I think he'd be a better streaming option than Gardner Minshew this week. And he's my and Gardner Minshew's my favorite streaming option. So I, I might.
0: Gotcha. Okay, would you start him? Let's see. C.J. Stroud that week gets the Cleveland Browns. Would you start Aaron Rodgers against c- c- the Commanders or Stroud against the Browns? Stroud. Stroud. Did
2: did he just say like the last couple of days that he's not going to come back if they're out of contention?
0: Yeah, he said it on the Pat McAfee show. Okay. Well, he I missed that. He like, didn't say that. I know Glazer had said that he was
2: considering coming back even if even if they were.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did say that, but then he. Roger said it, that the the record would have a lot to do with it. I, I get maybe I maybe I put put it in too strong of definitive terms, but he certainly hinted that the, he was not going to come back just to come back.
3: Right? I would guess if he feels good, like and moving around in practice, no issues. Like you said all the time, he's a football player. He wants to play. He might play. Yeah, but
0: he did, and he did say that the record.
3: And there'd happen. be some. There could be some real benefit. Like they're, they're going to run mostly back
2: with this team next year, probably. So. Get a couple of games in with these guys that did be good, Be helpful.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to talk them into it
2: because my Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson teams.
3: <laughs> Unless you just don't want them to get hurt again.
0: Right. Okay, let me me get to the rest of these stupid news items here. Kenny Pickett, he's practicing in full. He's fine. Joe Flacco could start this week. In fact, he probably looks like the favorite to start this week because Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the starter, but he's in the concussion protocol. If Thompson-Robinson clears concussion protocol, it seems they'll go back to him. But if not, Joe Flacco will be the starter at the Rams. Yeah. Uh, The Patriots have not announced the quarterback, but it looks like Bailey Zappi is running with the starters right now. So that's the best bet at the moment. Update on Jonathan Taylor is there's really no update, no timetable for his return. They're not putting him on, on IR yet. Uh, two to three weeks is what we heard potentially. And Trey Sermon will be the number two running back behind Zach Moss.
3: Can- I had to make a, a bad ad drop. I dropped Jonathan Taylor for Alvin Kamara. You, what? <laughs> My guillotine league.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Walker is doubtful. Devon Achan was limited. Raheem Mostert practice, but that's pretty typical on Wednesdays. But Achan limited, that's a good sign. A.J. Dillon mispracticed, but he should be fine. But Aaron Jones still missing practice. They have a marquee Sunday night game against the Chiefs. Ezekiel Elliott has a thigh issue. I'm not sure how serious that is. Like, who's going to miss time with a thigh issue, right? Come on. Uh, Brees Hall, hamstring issue. We expect him to play. Cincinnati says they want to get Chase Brown, rookie running back Chase Brown, more involved. And Kareem Hunt mispracticed, but that's been, I think, somewhat typical for him early in the weeks. Uh, Wide receiver news. Josh Palmer, if you're waiting for him to come back, I I don't know that holds your breath. Brandon Staley says it's possible he'll he'll return this season, but I would certainly think that would mean there's no chance he's coming back this week. Um, Kadarius Toney practiced in full. Tank Dell mispracticed with a groin injury. Um Noah You're Brown was, calf. I
2: thought it was a calf.
0: Oh, sorry, calf injury then. Noah Brown was limited. So I I think Dell's expected to be okay. Noah Brown getting back in the picture, that's interesting. Um Quentin Johnston practiced in full. Keenan Allen was out with a quad injury. Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson mispracticed Jaden Reed missed, yeah, the, the ones that matter. DeMario Douglas Jerry, Jerry Judy mispracticed, but Sean Payton said he expects him to play. Chris Olave was limited. That's a good sign. Rashid' mispractice. mispracticed. Um, somebody asked me if they should start Tyler Lockett or Chris Olave with terrible waiver wire options. I think that's a tough call, but if he, if he practices again today, which he probably will if he was limited yesterday, I feel like I would gamble on Olave.
3: Do uh, they have the ability to make a waiver claim without dropping Lockett? Yeah, I think
0: so, but it was really, like, garbage options.
3: Well, I mean, I would assume, at worst-case scenario, Keith Kirkwood is available.
4: Well, yeah, And so if there's no
3: Shaquille and there's no Olave, obviously, I would prefer A.T. Perry, but Kirkwood's going to play. So, desperation.
0: All right, Uh, and Tyreek Hill mispracticed, but that's probably nothing. Dallas Goddard mispracticed. He's trying to play this week. Did not practice Wednesday. Trey McBride mispracticed with a groin injury. That's one to probably keep an eye on, but I don't remember him leaving the game. Um, Dalton Schultz mispracticed. He should be okay. Greg Dulcich on IR. He worked on the side this week, and they are at Houston this week. On the offensive line, um, yes?
3: Just real quick on, on tank. That was a calf, and I don't know at what point we made this switch to correct it, but in our database, he is now officially tanked up. I saw that. No Good. Thank goodness.
0: Big news. Yes. Uh Offensive line, Lane Johnson expects to play. Um, Teron Armstead was limited. He's supposed to be week to week, but he got in a limited session. Detroit guard Jonah Jackson was limited in practice. He missed last week's game. Colt center Ryan Kelly practiced in full. He missed last week's game. Cleveland right guard Wyatt Teller missed practice. Houston left guard Titus Howard is out for the season. Big defensive news. Linebacker Nick Bolton for the Chiefs. He's, he uh, is off. Oh, he's... He can be activated off IR anytime in the next three weeks. He's back at practice. Um, Fletcher Cox and Zach Cunningham missed practice for the Eagles. I expect Cox to play. He came back in the game last week. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick looks like he's going to come back for the Steelers this week. Bad news for Kyler. The Saints are really beat up, really beat up. We know Lattimore's out. Marcus May and Cameron Jordan both miss practice. So that would really change the matchup for the Lions. Uh, I told about uh, oh here I told you about the Cleveland Browns injuries, but here's a big one. Jimmy Ward. He missed practice again. He starts the week with a mispractice for the uh for the Texans, starting safety for the Texans. They have been much worse the last three games against the pass without Jimmy Ward. So we'll keep an eye on that one. And Blake Groupie. You gotta be cautious with Blake Grupi. He's on the injury report. You see these situations where a kicker goes, gets hurt. You know, I'm nervous about it. I'm probably trying to get away from Blake Rupi, even though he's really good. Uh, We'll see if he practices in full. You can take that one up to Sunday, but keep an eye on that. The boring injury updates are over. Hopefully helpful for you. We'll be right back with one question for each game after this.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, you just saw a CBS Sports HQ promo. If you're listening, then you didn't see it and uh, or you know hear it, but you should, you should be watching CBS Sports HQ. It's really tremendous. Uh, everybody does such a great job and constant 24 seven sports updates, highlights. The way that we grew up watching sports highlight shows, you know, the way to really learn about sports, um, not just the two or three major storylines that get the talking heads talk about all day. So watch CBS Sports HQ. It's free and it's always on and it's on the CBS Sports app. You can watch it on your smartphone, on your phone, on your TV, uh, whatever, your Roku, Apple TV, whatever it is. All right, one question for each game. Denver's at Houston. Start or sit Devin Singletary in this beautiful matchup.
3: I think given the week and the matchup and the workload that he's getting, I dare say he's a must-start guy.
2: Yeah, he's a number two running back. I think he's right in that Steelers running back range. Uh, I believe
0: I've got him at RB20. 82% of the snaps last week. I know he only had six carries, but they barely ran the ball. But he had five six, uh, catches. six catches against the Jaguars and then the Broncos. In addition to giving up the most points to running backs, 5.78 yards per carry to running backs. They also give up the seventh most receiving yards per game to running backs. Arizona's at Pittsburgh. Do you like any wide receivers in this game?
3: No. Um, Like? Yeah, I
1: like.
2: <laughs> Love? No. I don't like like them. Deontay, Marquise Brown, and Pickens are all between, I think, 26 and 36 for me. Yeah, Dorch is
0: in that range too for me.
3: If no, Mike Olson.
0: I feel like Deontay needs to make a statement, you know? Rough week for him. Little tumultuous.
3: Yeah, that are Steelers are going to make a statement. One of the two. They uh, they all seem to be supporting him for his yeah. lack of effort, which is good.
0: All right. Would you start Devin Singletary in full PPR over any of those wide receivers in the Arizona Pittsburgh game? 100%. Yep. Would you start Joe Mixon over them?
3: Uh, I would start Deontay over Joe Mixon in PPR. I would, too. He's the only one.
0: All right. Indianapolis is at Tennessee. See, Heath, another great game. Yeah. A playoff team a playoff team right now and the Colts going to the Titans where the Titans are undefeated at home this year Josh Downs or DeAndre Hopkins
3: Downs in PPR I they are very very close
2: for me I have Downs one spot ahead of Hopkins so yes I agree wholeheartedly with Jamie it's Downs
3: <laughs> They uh they both had good games against each other
0: Did they Okay yes um, Cincinnati is at Jacksonville. Who's the best wide receiver in this game?
3: Calvin Ridley.
2: Uh, I think I have Christian Kirk ranked higher, but
3: it's no Jamar chase. Have you seen Ridley's numbers with Zay Jones?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have they're, you seen, they're really big. I, I'm nervous about, I, I'm nervous about the Trevor Lawrence pass attempts in this game. Uh, he typically doesn't throw that much in wins. He did last week. But you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like they could they could really run away with this game. I don't know that they will. What's the spread? Eight and a half. Uh that's a yeah. big spread. Um, all right. Wait, so so Jamie's answer was, was Ridley. Sorry, Heath, who's the best wide receiver in this game? I said Chase. Chase. Okay. They're very, very close though. By the way, I watched
3: all of well, Chase. Well, by by definition, Chase is the best wide receiver in this game. <laughs>
0: Uh, I watched all of Chase's routes against the Steelers. Joey Porter shadowed him. I mean, not every single play, because obviously they played some zone. But this is really amazing what the Steelers are doing with this rookie cornerback, having him shadow the toughest receivers in football. Uh, Chargers are at the Patriots. Is anyone getting concerned about Austin Eckler, single-digit PPR points in two straight games, 3.2 yards per carry since returning from his high ankle sprain?
3: A little bit. Yeah, I mean this is a struggling offense right now. It's not just him. You know, it's really everybody but Keenan Allen. So to the point of benching Austin Eckler, no way. But if you have a situation where uh Zach Moss and Kyron Eckler Williams and somebody else, I would play Moss over Eckler. I
2: I'd play Moss, Mostert, and Kyron over him. So that's three guys that you could easily have with him. I'm not there
3: with Mostert, but Kyron and, and Moss, yes.
0: Heath, would you play Mostert over Eckler if A Chan plays? No. Okay. Chargers are, oh, uh, sorry. The Falcons are at the Jets. How much faith do you have in Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson?
3: If this were not six teams on a bye, Brees Hall would probably be in the 20s for me. Um, he's, he's in the mid teens. And Wilson is kind of, I, I, I think I said this on Sunday. He just kind of, I don't say he's a set it and forget it type of guy, but he's kind of that as a number two wide receiver and PPR.
2: Yeah, I'm starting both of these guys. Adam, I have one question about your injury report. Uh-oh. What did I do? You downplayed the thigh injury. said nobody would miss with a thigh injury. I just want to ask you if you could name two muscle groups that are a part of the thigh.
0: <laughs> uh, two muscle groups that are part of the thigh?
2: Two muscles that are part of the thigh.
0: The, in the thigh? <laughs> like the,
2: the quad? <laughs> The quad would be one. Yes, that's the one of the major one. What's the other major one?
0: The latimus dorsi, the hamstring. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so
2: a lot of people, a lot of people miss games with quad, with thigh injuries.
0: <laughs> it's never listed as thigh. Like he probably got a <laughs> dead leg. He's fine. <laughs> Tim Boyle, by the way, four point three air yards per pass attempt against the Dolphins, and he even said his game plan was to just get rid of the ball. So that did benefit. Brees Hall, in that sense, Hall had seven catches last week. For
3: right. a whopping 24 yards.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know, I know. He scored 11.9 uh, fantasy points. I mean, that's the last game we're talking about. So I'll just tell you right now, Brees Hall, in his last six games, I already mentioned this, he's averaging 2.6 yards per carry, and he's the number 11 running back per game in full PPR in that stretch.
2: So, so that's, the, that's something I, I was looking at the other day, because somebody had asked me about my Brees Hall ranking, and I was pretty high on him. But... If a guy is averaging two point six yards per carry over his last six games, and still somehow averaging four point six yards per carry for the season, and (laughs) five point one yards per carry for his career,
0: yeah. What'd you say, Adam? Oh no, I'm surprised that he's averaging that much for the season. That that I'm just—it just shows like how many big
2: plays he had early in the year and how many big plays he had last year. And he hasn't hit one for a few weeks, but I don't like, he's not going to be consistently picking up three to five yards for sure, but he could still go for 80 at any point.
3: That's very true. This is also, you know, we're 12 weeks into the season, 13 weeks into the season, 12, 12 weeks worth of info that the Falcons have yet to allow running back to score a touchdown. So on a bad team, when you're looking at the way he's been running, like there's not a lot to love about Brees Hall this week.
0: Yeah, they, they haven't allowed a touchdown to a running a rushing touchdown to a running back. The Falcons, right. however, it's very clear when you look at their game log, their last four games, their run defense is worse, considerably worse without Grady Jarrett. So, um, oh yeah, sure. we'll see. You know, it'll be interesting. It we'll we'll move on after this, but when you look at Brees Hall's season, if he continues to struggle, you know, what's the ACL argument going to be? Because it doesn't really make any sense. Like he was making all these big plays early in the year, week one. Remember against the Bills. <laughs> But now later in the year he's struggling. I don't know if the ACL has anything to do with it or if it's just coincidence.
3: No, but I you know, I, I referenced this at the beginning of the season. Like I, I think going back to I forget which which player so which year it was with the ACL was like almost all their numbers were down. And I wonder like how much you could break down each individual player of this situation was Injury related versus this situation was team related versus this situation was tough matchups throughout the course of the season, you know, as you referenced with a few players, not necessarily related to this, but like you're talking about Rashad White, for example, how many tough matchups he had, you know, so how many scenarios like unfolded like that. But uh, it's, it's just not, it has not the,
0: been tough matchups for him.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, th- there's, there's clearly a lot of singling out players in this regard, you know, like how many. Did Adrian Peterson just have the easiest of matchups in the season that he came back from his ACL and everything just fell into place? His offensive line was healthy. His quarterback play was healthy. You know what I mean? Look at everything Brees Hall is working
0: against. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about a good game here. Denver and Houston. Also, I <laughs> just looked up where the Latimus dorsi is. Definitely not in the thigh. Uh, Denver and Houston. Heath is like not... I don't think Heath really buys this as a good game.
2: I mean, it's fine, but we're selling it as a good game, and it's...
0: Two teams that are currently not in the playoffs. I mean that's true, but Denver's the hottest team in, in the NFL. Uh, so they have, they have <laughs> they are. I mean they're beating good teams. They're they're what? Have they won six in a row? Like they're five won five, five in a row. five in a row? All right. So generally speaking,
3: I think he still has a little bit of uh, resentment toward the Broncos, maybe for holding. I
0: I have been the biggest the Russell
2: Wilson cheerleader this
0: season. I would love to see that. By the way, get the outfit. Me in a cheerleader costume yeah. cheering for Russell Wilson. R U S S. All right. Anyway, which which unit do you think wins here? The the Houston offense or the Denver defense?
3: Um, I'm gonna trust the Houston offense. I like. I'm I'm certainly not benching any of their top players, you know. And I, I think we're starting to get a, a group of four that are relatively safe. Certainly this week. So Stroud, I mean, look, Keith said Gardner Minshew as as a streamer, no chance. You're starting Gardner Minshew over Stroud, you know. So if you had Stroud and somebody else, like I have a league where I have Trevor Lawrence and CJ Stroud, I like Lawrence slightly better, so I'm going to play him over Stroud this week. Um, Purdy, I like a little bit better than Stroud this week, but I think you just kind of stick with what he's been able to do. He's been awesome at home, so that's something to factor into. You know, he's been very good in his own building, and then you look at Tank Dell, as long as he's healthy. Nico Collins, as long as he's healthy. You know, I don't worry about Noah Brown coming back because we saw what those two guys were capable of doing before Noah Brown's little two-game breakout performance when Nico was out. So you're starting those two guys. You're most likely starting Schultz. I guess there's five. And at this point, you're starting Devin Singletary. So as good as this Broncos defense has been of late in various degrees, mostly against opposing quarterbacks, there's still a lot to love about what the situation is for C.J. Stroud. So... I don't, I don't think that this is a team to run away from based on this defense.
0: Okay. So, are you ranking your Texans, especially the wide receivers, Dell and Nico, as if the matchup doesn't really matter? Or did you downgrade yes. them? Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's pretty risky. They're both top 12. Let me see who's behind them. It's not Jamar chase Cooper cup. I get it. Um, you know, they've been amazing. Just man, the Broncos are so good. Uh, they, here are some of the receivers, Devonte Adams, Garrett Wilson, Stephon Diggs, Jordan Addison, uh, Amari Cooper with Dorian Thompson, Robinson, 66 or fewer yards, no touchdowns for, for any of them. Um, they're just not, they're just so good, but, I don't really know what to say here. They are that good. I understand you have to start the Texans because the Texans have been that good on offense, especially Tank Dell. So that's cool. And there's six teams on a bye. Like yeah.
2: There's just not that many people who are actually gonna say to sit this week.
0: So you like the Texans receivers better than the or the top two anyway, better than the Jaguars receivers? I do.
3: Uh I currently have Nico one spot ahead of Ridley. I may switch that. And Ridley may move ahead of Nico. But other than that. Like Tank out to me is almost an automatic at this point, even yeah. if he struggles, like I'm not going to yeah. ne- really panic so much. And just looking at it, the recent performances for the Broncos, it's really one combination of great quarterback and great wide receiver that they've shut down.
0: Well, it's seven weeks in a row where a quarterback is not six or seven where a quarterback has not scored twenty fantasy points. So That is, Patrick but I'm just
3: looking at the at the at, yes, they've done well against quarterbacks, no doubt about it. So not to take anything away, but I'm talking about the receivers because really, you know, you go from week five on. That's the Jets, no quarterback there. That's the Chiefs, no receiver there. That's the Packers. You know what those guys have been, and they did get two touchdowns from their young guys in Reed and Doubt and Dobbs. The Chiefs again, no receiver. This is the one I think that if you want to say that you could point to good quarterback, good receiver, is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Then it's Jordan Addison. I don't know if he qualifies yet with uh, with Dobbs. And then you mentioned that Cooper and, and their quarterback situation. Like they ha- they haven't faced something like this. Great quarterback, great receiver consistently.
0: No. Few teams do, I guess. But fair point. Stephon Diggs had three catches for 34 yards. All right. So you guys are, are in on the Texans. What about Dalton Schultz, though? The Broncos do give up the most fantasy points to tight ends, I believe. They've allowed 50 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in eight of eleven games. We've got Schultz who has three targets in his last two games.
3: Low end starter. Yeah. I mean, if if he was if this was prior to last week, where he was just completely irrelevant, you know, even with just the poor game against the Cardinals where he scored a touchdown, I think we probably would look at him maybe as a top five guy.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. Just knowing the matchup.
0: Yeah. Um, plus, like I said, we haven't—I don't know if Noah Brown's going to play this week—but we have not seen Dalton Schultz in the last two months, basically, with everyone healthy. Someone has missed or has gotten hurt in every game for the last, I think, eight weeks. So uh, that's been the good—the good stretch for Schultz. Would you
3: start? Was sh- last week the first game without Kareem Jackson too?
0: I believe so. Right? I don't know. No, Kareem Jackson's missed plenty of games this year.
3: No, no, no. I'm saying in in, in this recent in stretch, the current when, suspension. When I this think the, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Dalton Schultz or Jake Ferguson tonight? Schultz. Okay.
2: Uh, Schultz.
0: All right, if anybody has any questions, fire away. How about this one, Charbonnet or Singletary? We're going to get to the Broncos in a minute, sorry. Charbonnet or Singletary?
3: Singletary easily for me.
2: I've got Charbonnet, I think, one or two spots higher.
0: Singletary or Javante Williams against... Singletary. Arguably the best-run defense in football. Singletary. You'd love to say that. It's amazing, but they are really good against the run. They're not great against running backs in the passing game, though. Maybe Javante can make it up their eighth most receiving yards per game allowed by the Texans. I think that's the I mean, P. Ryan had one catch but last week. But, no, I mean, P. Ryan plays on third down, and Javante does not. But the Broncos throw to their running backs all the time. So I wonder if that'll be a big part of Javante Williams' game this week. Uh Heath, Jamie, you also have Singletary ahead of Javante.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Javante is. uh, I think I have a couple guys in my top twenty-four. Three guys in particular that I know stand out to me that I don't love. Uh, Javante is one. Charbonnet is one, and Mixon is one. You know, like they're. I can't find better players than them to to get in my top twenty-four.
0: He's getting the work. Eighteen or more carries in three of his last four games. Three or more catches in four of his last five games. So what is it that you don't like about Javante Williams, guys?
3: They don't get rushing touchdowns from their backs. Certainly, him yet to score one this season. And you've seen it now that the work in the passing game, which was sort of carrying him. I know last week was a little bit better, but two games ago was awful against Minnesota. So it's a similar type of defense. I just don't think he's going to have a great game.
0: Okay.
2: Um, yeah, he hasn't done anything. I, I I know the touches have been there, but he hasn't done anything that would justify ranking him much higher than this.
0: Yeah, he hasn't had any big plays, really. I think his longest run is 21 yards. He's averaging 3.8 yards per carry. Uh, sorry for Schaefer. He just put up a Javante Williams graphic, but I think we're moving on from Javante Williams. Last question, actually, on Javante. Would you start him over Joe Mixon?
3: One spot ahead for me.
0: I have him two spots ahead. And how about Russell Wilson this week? Start or sit?
3: Start him. I think he'll be in that 18 to 20-point range, which could make him a top five guy this week, but I think more top ten. But, yeah, he's – look, you know what you're getting. You're getting a guy that's going to be right around 200 yards or less. You're getting a guy that's hopefully going to get you multiple touchdowns, limited turnovers. I'd like to see him get back to running the ball a little bit more. That's kind of disappeared the last few weeks. But um, we've seen some vulnerabilities in uh, in this Texan secondary, certainly last week for sure. So hopefully uh, hopefully Russell Wilson takes advantage of it. I think it's going to be a shootout. I really do. I think it's going to be a fun game, and we see both these offenses show up and, and perform well, mostly from a passing perspective.
0: Man, did the Broncos ever get into a shootout, really? That would be, be something. Um, they're so conservative. They're so boring. They're so boring. Uh, Russell Wilson, by the way, So the, the Texans have allowed 22 or more points to four straight quarterbacks. Mayfield, Burrow, Kyler, and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Cortland Sutton. How do we feel about Cortland Sutton this week?
3: Started him. Must, must start receiver. Um, SMU kid. So, you know, from the uh, state. Uh, grew up. I, I saw, I forget the name of the city. Starts with a B. Um, it's halfway between Houston and Austin. So I'm going to guess he has some family members there. Uh, Boston. For this game as well. Austin.
0: Ba- it starts with a B. He's from Boston.
3: Yes. Good reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's the movie again? Boston, uh, Massachusetts. That's Road Trip. Yeah. Road Trip, right. Yeah. Another Amy Smart movie. You love yeah, Amy Smart. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, so he uh, he played them last year. Seven catches, 122 yards. It was in Denver. So there's some familiarity, at least with some of the personnel there. But I think you you kind of know what you're getting. You're getting a receiver that's going to be touchdown dependent to a certain extent. He's uh, scored in five of his last six. You like it when the targets are up. That happened three games ago where you had a 10-target game. But this is Russell Wilson's go-to guy. So, given this matchup, I think he's a safe number two receiver.
0: Cool. And we're not starting a Denver tight end, are we? just have to ask because the Texans are so bad against tight ends.
3: We're not. No. But that could be where the second Russell Wilson touchdown comes from.
0: And sitting the DSTs? Correct. Correct. Arizona's at Pittsburgh. All right. How are we feeling about... Kyler Murray, he's still struggling to throw the ball downfield. He's 5 of 15 for 165 yards and a touchdown uh, on pass attempts of 20 or more yards. And, yeah, yeah, okay. Heath, how are we feeling about Kyler Murray?
2: He is a a high-end QB2 borderline top 12 guy. His fantasy production has been better than his actual quarterback play. But um, and you don't necessarily love the matchup, especially on the road. But you may not have much of a better choice. There's certainly no streamers that I would start over Kyler Murray.
3: I would start Minchu over Murray this week. Um, I, I first off, if there's no McBride Wilson uh, Brown is the third one right that's also doing an injury. Yeah, there's there's no chance you're starting Kyler Murray. Um, the other part of this is like he said, is his fantasy production has been better than his real life production. He's got a rushing touchdown in three straight games um in in two of those he ran for 33 yards he's gonna have to run but he's gonna be running for his life I mean this this pass rush is back to being the Steelers pass rush they're gonna make things very uncomfortable for Kyler Murray um I don't think we're gonna get great performance out of Marquise Brown you know last week was was good but you know two of three games have been miserable for him Um, McBride is really the only safe start for me for the Cardinals assuming that he's healthy and then I just look at what Greg Dortch has done when he's had four or more targets. You know, it's been very consistent production. So you know he's going to play if Michael Wilson's out. So he qualifies as a borderline number three receiver. I would still take the upside of Marquise Brown over Dortch if, if, if that's you know comes into question. But um, I don't love the situation for this passing game at all for Kyler. I think he's going to have to score two rushing touchdowns to be a good fantasy quarterback this week.
0: Zach wants to know, Kyler Murray or Trevor Lawrence?
3: Lawrence. Lawrence.
0: Okay. They are not super high on the Cardinals. James Connor is just outside the top twenty-four. You start
2: right in the Joe Mixon, Javante Williams range,
0: and you're starting both Steelers running backs over him. Yeah. Um, how, yep. how about James Connor or uh, Samaje Perine?
3: Connor. Connor, but that's closer to where Connor is right now.
2: Yeah. Okay, Steelers. I do have Connor over Mixon.
0: Okay. Pittsburgh's allowed only one running back carry of longer than 16 yards in their last nine games. Uh, That's pretty impressive. All right. The wide receivers are going to try to get
3: their revenge game narrative. Mike Tomlin's talked about they're going to make things uncomfortable for James Conner because they know how good Conner is. It was very complimentary, but they are uh, aware of James Conner coming back to Pittsburgh.
0: All right. McBride's Bride's a no-brainer, right? If he plays. Yep. He is. Yes. Okay. So Kenny Pickett against the team that allows the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Heath, where Kenny Pickett end up in your rankings?
2: Uh, he's he made the top twenty four this week. That's that's about all <laughs> the positive things that I have to say about about that. Um, like I, I, if you want to trust the matchup and hope that the new offense is going to to make him a little bit better, I just I didn't see enough last week to to move him up in a game where I mean he still didn't produce a touchdown.
0: Uh, By the way, I just want to go back to this uh, because Cousin Ernest has been asking. Connor or Charbonnet? Charbonnet. Charbonnet. And then in this game, Deontay Johnson or Hollywood Brown? These are questions from the chat.
3: Deontay. Uh, Deontay. Uh, Kyler Murray or... I would take chances on Hollywood and none.
0: Kyler or Howell?
3: Howell. Howell. I have that decision to make myself.
0: Okay. Deontay Johnson or Christian Watson? Deontay. Deontay. Deontay Johnson or Cortland Sutton? Sutton. Sutton. All right, so let's go back to the Steelers here. Najee Harris, start of the week. How do we feel, Jamie, how do you feel about Jalen Warren? I think you said he's about 20th for you. He's also right around there for Heath. Uh, What do you expect from Warren in this game?
3: Very similar to what we've been getting. You know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 carries and, you know, probably three catches. You know, so chance for 15 total touches, I think, is there. I think both running backs are going to have the best performances of anybody in this game than that includes McBride. So I like the setup for these guys. I mean, again, we've seen what this Steelers run offense has been for the majority of the season, but we've also seen what they did last week where both guys got 15 total touches each. Um, I do think Najee's the better play just because of, you know, what type of touches he'll get in his role still in this offense. I mean, they got over 400 total yards for the first time ever, uh, you know, in Kenny Pickett's era, I think it is, um, Oh yeah, but oh, certainly both. Yeah before Matt Canada was there. So the one thing I I do think that we could see is based on how this game unfolds, I think we could get potentially a a two touchdown game from Kenny Pickett. I I know that's rare to say, but Mm -hmm. would not surprise me if we get a Pat Fryer move touchdown and then a touchdown to somebody else, maybe one of the wide receivers, but uh, this is a bad defense on the road against a team that I think is going to start to surge a little bit in, in the Steelers. But obviously I think the running backs are the key to this team and and Jalen Warren will get enough action and, and production to be in most or should be in most
0: starting lineups. All right. So if the, if, yeah.
3: if if Kenny Pickett
2: has a two touchdown game, you need to throw the Magic Eight Ball in the trash and you need to just ask Jamie every week because <laughs> that would be a, a much better call than anything the Magic Eight Ball has done with Gabe Davis.
0: <laughs> uh, it's
3: been
2: pretty good, with Gabe Davis. It really has. It's been, been pretty good, but Kenny Kenny Pickett has won two touchdown game this season and has not thrown a touchdown pass since November the second.
0: Yeah. It's been a and just
2: one uh, since October the eighth. <laughs>
0: It's been a while. <laughs> like This would be the, one of the greatest calls we've had on FFT. Do you always say the word the in between the month and day? Is that like October the 8th, November the 2nd? Or is that just you were being theatrical?
2: I don't know. I didn't even think about What's it. What's today's date, Heath? November 30th. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. That was good. That was good presentation. <laughs> but I had to think about it that time.
0: <laughs> it's almost December. It was November the 30th. Um, all right. Sorry. Back to this game. Where the hell were we? Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. All right, let's do some Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson or the inconsistent, frustrating Debo Samuel? Debo. Debo. DeAndre Hopkins or Deontay Johnson?
3: What a rude way to describe him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and comparing him to the consistent Deontay Johnson. Um, <laughs> well, I, was,
0: um, I didn't say he was consistent. I just, you know,
3: all right. Well, I mean, you put one in context over the other. Uh DeAndre Hopkins or Deontay Johnson? I'll take Hopkins. I've got Johnson
0: just barely. Rasheed Rice or Deontay? Right. Rasheed. How much real quick, because we'll get to this game tomorrow. No McKinnon, no Tony, no Hardman last week. If those three guys play, or two of them play, how much is that going to influence your Micole Hardman? Or sorry, your Rasheed Rice? Right.
2: I'm just, and I think a lot of people are in this position, just hopeful that the the switch flipped last week. And yep. and Dan, Dan and I talked about this on the Tuesday show. I think he talked about it on the on the box score on Monday, Adam. It was that back shoulder throw down the left sideline that I just like kind of like that's a high, high trust throw. And it's not the type of throw that Mahomes has made to Rasheed Rice. So I'm I'm hopeful that those guys don't really matter, that it's just he's the number one wide receiver now.
0: All right, I got to ask you about Pat Fryermuth, top waiver wire pickup here. Jamie has him sixth. Uh, Heath has him 11th. And Dave, fifth. So, Heath, you have him behind Jake Ferguson, behind Juwan Johnson, both Saints guys? I, well, I've got
2: Juwan Johnson top 10 if there's
0: no Chris Olave
2: or Rashid Shahid. So, yes. And the, the Pat Fryermuth thing is that like he was eighteen to twenty last week, and it was one incredibly good game, but it was against the best or second best or third best matchup for tight ends. Um, this hasn't been quite that for the season. So, with the fact that we're talking about a quarterback who's thrown one one touchdown pass in his last seven games, I don't have a very high touchdown projection for for Pat
3: Fryermuth. So, it, it's just a little bit of caution, but I'm probably starting him. I would say take everything he said about Rice. And apply it to Frymouth. Yeah. Like, they finally just got something out of a change, you know? Like, and how do you go away from that? And, you know, I, I know Keith was. I know I was. Um, I, I don't want to speak for Dave or you, Adam. But, like, we were hoping that this was going to be a Pat Frymouth breakout season. And is it now finally, like, okay, that's on the table. Because, you see, we target him. He produces those seam throws for a quarterback that's a little bit concerned to throw over the middle, if it's designed right, they're easier throws. you know. And that's what we saw a couple of those from from Pickett to Friermuth. And so this is where I think it comes into play for Friermuth and the touchdown potential is that's what we've seen from the tight ends against this team. Tyler Higby, who couldn't catch a touchdown to save his life, scores two last week against this defense. They've given up touchdowns to tight ends, not consistently, but consistently enough that you can say there's a chance here. So I think that's where Friar comes into play. I don't think he's going for what he did last week, but I do think that there's an opportunity here for him to relive some of his red zone magic, like we saw in his rookie campaign, score two touchdowns in two of his first four games this year from Pickett. So there's a chance here, I think, for them to feature him a little bit in the red zone if they get there. I hope it doesn't come at the expense of Najee Harris, but I do think that Friar will have an opportunity here to maybe, he may be the two touchdowns from Kenny Pickett.
0: Okay. Okay, so uh, we got to go a little bit faster here. We'll do that after this break. Pittsburgh's DST is third. Pat Frymuth, by the way, he did have five games last year with 75 or more yards. He followed those up with 22, 12, 57, 39, and 33 yards. So he does have a history of big games. He had 120, though, last week. Also, I should mention 12 yards uh, from last year. He followed up one of those big games with 12 yards. He left that game with an injury. But he's been pretty up and down. Um, but let's hope it is the start of something here. So he is a starter, a higher-end starter for Jamie, but still a starter for Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We will take a break. We've got Indianapolis at Tennessee. Is this going to be a Derrick Henry game? We'll tell you when we come back on Fantasy Football Today.
4: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love... Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: This is going to be such a great weekend of college football.
0: Oh, yes, it is. Very, such uh, a great weekend. Fired up for that, except I think the ACC. What game are you looking forward to the most? Um, the Oregon Washington. Yes, yeah. yes. Got to see how Michael Penix looks. Got to do some scouting. Okay, anyway, um, the stat of the game for Indianapolis Tennessee. I mean, you can let Jamie take it here. It just how everything I think sets up nicely for Derrick Henry, right? It is.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, going back to last week, uh, now it's seven of eight games where they've either been within seven points or winning the game, seven point loss or winning the game, uh, 16.2 PPR points or more for him. So look, there's, there's a chance here. I, I think you just got to hope that he falls in the end zone. Cause I don't think he's going to run for a ton of yards. I haven't seen that from him recently, but, uh, he could score twice. <laughs> it would not be surprising, you know, as we, as we've seen from him. So, Still a must-start running back. I've kind of gone a little bit up and down with him in, in the rankings. I started with him as a top-12 guy. He's outside that now, but he's got that potential just based on this uh, this game flow, game script, however you want to define it for how the season has gone.
0: I mean, basically it's this. He's great, great when he gets a lot of carries. He gets a lot of carries when they win or are in a very close game. They are 4-0 at home, for what that's worth. They're at home in this game. They're one-point underdogs. But you have him 19th, and Heath has him 18th, so it's not super high. Although, really, everybody in front of him, pretty much everybody in front of him, looks like a good start this week. I can't really, you know, argue too much. I see Heath like Charbonnet and Brian Robinson over Henry. I, maybe you could quibble there, but yeah, I don't know. How, and do that's feel about
2: just it? a P, that's just a PPR thing because those guys might catch five or six passes.
0: Okay, so half PPR, would you take Henry over those guys? I don't think Brian Robinson
3: catching yes. five or six passes with Gibson there.
0: Okay. Um, sorry, I think we got a little skip there. Uh, all right. So Henry is a, a low end, uh, mid range number two, mid range number two. Says, yeah,
3: look, you have Derrick Henry. Unless you got some really good, you know, Zach, like he said, Zach Moss, where he most or you're most likely starting Derrick Henry.
0: Okay. <sighs> For the so Hopkins and Downs are number three receivers. Zach Moss, we've already talked about. Yeah. Should be great. T- Tennessee has gotten better against the run. They are giving up production in the passing game, though. There, It's like about a month ago we were saying, oh, man, their pass defense hasn't been so bad, but their run defense has been surprisingly bad. Now everything has flipped. They're back to being a good run defense and a really bad pass defense here. So Michael Pittman is, yeah, amazing. And Downs, 13 targets last week. He's got He's got some upside, but he's not quite cracking the top 24. Uh... Sit that's what
3: I think the interesting part of this game is, is can you buy into these quarterbacks with six quarterbacks on a buy, you know, given what their potential could be now, it's harder to trust. Will Levis clearly because we've seen one amazing game and then a bunch of stinkers, but I would take Minshew in this question. Minshew or Jordan love. I, I think Minshew's upside is, is a little bit higher given his matchup, you know, and I know we haven't seen it that much. And, and look, Keith loves Zach Moss. I like Zach Moss top 10 running back for me too. But if the run game, stalls and it's more of a Gardner minchu game we could get one of these three touchdown two interception two fumble type of games for Gardner Minchu and he backward you know falls backwards into a 20-point fantasy game you know we just haven't seen that consistently but you know you go back to before Jonathan Taylor was starting to get going a little bit they were relying on him a little bit more look at that Cleveland game for example when you know they I think they thought they couldn't run the ball to a lot of success they came out with a huge play out of the gate you know the big touchdown to Josh Downs in the opening drive you know, So they may have to rely a little bit more on Minshew in this matchup. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game because the Titans have given up a lot of them to opposing quarterbacks.
2: He's topped 18 fantasy points once all season is the, is the real problem. Like Minshew's been so much better for the Colts and for Michael Pittman and for Josh Downs than he has been for anybody who started him in fantasy. But I agree he's the top streamer. I'm just not – I wouldn't start him over Love. I wouldn't start him over anybody that I can think of that you might have been starting
0: Okay. You wouldn't start him over Kyler? No. Jamie you would,
3: right? Yeah, and you say 18 points like that's what the average is the Titans give up. 18 points is going to be a top 10 quarterback this week. You know, we don't have enough good Well, that's been his ceiling almost though. Uh don't disagree. I, I listen, I I'm I'm not I'm not saying this is a 28-point game for Gardner Minshew. I think, you know, save 10 points off that, that's where he'll Hopefully, get to you know if you're talking about a good game. Look, he was on his way to a good game last week. Finished with 15 points, you know. So it's not like we're talking about a world-beating quarterback here. But if if you're just looking matchups right now, the matchup is better to throw against them than it is to run against them. For the Vikings.
0: it is. Yeah, he's had a lot of tough matchups, but two I'd say two very favorable matchups: 11.6 points at Jacksonville and 14.6 points against Tampa Bay. So, it's hard to have a ton of faith in him. And then throw a
3: touchdown against Tampa Bay, too, which is alarming. You know, so, this isn't, oh, my God, you have to start Gardner Mitchell by no stretch. But we're talking about Jordan Love against the Chiefs. We know what that defense has been. And we're also talking about Kyler Murray against the Steelers. Like, for me, I'm going to play matchups in that regard and hope that, whereas those two guys, you could say, playing better fantasy production-wise. Jordan Love, by far, playing better. But... I don't love that setup for Jordan Love against the Chiefs, and I certainly don't love the setup for Kyler Murray against Steelers. All
0: right. Is there anything else? you guys? I don't know if you want to go into more detail on Josh Downs or DeAndre Hopkins. They're kind of the tougher calls in this game. Would you uh, Cooper Cup or? Oh, I see that earlier. Sorry. Cup over both. <laughs> cup over both. Uh, cup
3: over both, but slightly. They're back to back for me. Cup one spot over Downs.
0: Jamie, could you please ask that bird to keep it down? thank you. Okay, and how about the Titans or the Colts? I'm on a golf course Adam, it's birdie. Oh, nice. Uh Col- the uh Colts DST starter set.
3: Dave loves them. I mean, he absolutely loves them. Um based on our waiver wire conversation earlier this week. It's it's not a bad call. They've been playing better of late and you're banking on Will Levis, you know, being a a potential turnover machine which he could, but they're they're not my favorite streamer like i like the jaguars better i like the falcons better i like the chargers better um so they're you know in the mix when he when he brought it up on tuesday i added them to the back end of the defenses to pick up there's a lot i mean look you're just at this point for this week it's 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 the perfect time to stream defenses with how many bad quarterbacks there are and how many available available defenses that are out there but like the, the Eagles
2: are or the 49ers are playing the Eagles, and I'd still just rather start the 49ers against the Eagles. I, I think there's a connection between the Colts defense and Gardner Minshew and Derrick Henry. That like if you think it's going to be a good Henry week, then it's probably not going to be a great Minshew week or a great Colts defense week.
0: Cincinnati is at Jacksonville, stat of the game number one. Uh, Jacksonville allows the most catches and the second most receiving yards per game to running backs. So if there is an avenue for Joe Mixon, it would be that. Stat of the game number two. This, I think, is, is fascinating, right? Only Washington allows more big pass plays, completions, than Cincinnati. And teams throw the ball deep on Cincinnati more than any other team. They have the highest air yards per pass attempt against, uh, on average, uh, in the NFL, Lawrence, in his last two games, which has been this sort of midseason renaissance here for him, his highest air-yard games or air-yard per-pass attempts games of the season. So he's throwing downfield with a little bit more success. It's benefiting Calvin Ridley in a big way. And if he's going to keep doing that, this is the perfect matchup other than Washington. Cincinnati is the perfect matchup. I have a little concern about this game. I think the Jaguars could run away with it. And, and uh, you get 30 pass attempts from Lawrence, which is... Six targets for Kirk, seven or eight for Ridley, and they disappoint a little bit here. Heath, how do you feel about the Jaguars passing game coming off two strong performances?
2: I don't, uh, and I, I hate to keep saying this, but it's it's basically just this week. I, I understand that concern. <clears throat> At the same time, you're starting Trevor Lawrence, you're starting Calvin Ridley, you're starting Christian Kirk. The two wide receivers are both top 18 wide receivers, and and Lawrence is a top 12 quarterback for sure. I think Dave and Jamie have him even just a little bit higher than that. Um, I think that the the upside comes from what you talked about, the bi- big play potential. And if that hits, then it could be a 30-pass attempt game where he hits two long touchdowns and still scores 25 fantasy points. But the problem is if those guys get tackled inside the 10 and then Travis Etienne scores the touchdowns.
0: Yeah. And so, Lawrence, Jamie, you have him 5th, and Heath 11th. So that's a big difference there. Dave has Lawrence 7th. Um, you also all have... Travis Etienne in like the top five in one format, top eight in the other. So I guess that's suffice to say, you're just expecting the Jaguars to do very well in this game, Jamie.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, you, again, look at this defense um, and who's potentially missing, you know, Cam Taylor Britt and, and Logan Wilson banged up a little bit for the Bengals as well. Those are two key parts of, of what they do um, in trying to stop anybody, which has not exactly been great this season. The Jaguars should have the ball 70% of the time, 80% of the time. (laughs) I mean, this is a bad offense for Cincinnati, so they should be able to do whatever they want to. Could they just be handing off all day? Sure. But I do think there's also something to the narrative of trying to get Trevor Lawrence going, which we've seen the last two games, and you see how that's been productive for this team and making sure that he's right going into the playoffs. So I think it's a quarterback getting hot at the right time taking on a defense that's struggling. I think we're going to get an Evan Ingram touchdown for the first time. Oh uh, Yeah, he just yeah. had
0: a question. Will Ingram score his first touchdown?
3: Yeah, I think he will. I mean, you know, we, we saw Fryer move to destroy this team. And you heard in the broadcast, I said it on Sunday, they, they made mention that Trevor Lawrence is aware that Ingram hasn't scored a touchdown. You saw the bad end zone throw, but there was an end zone target in that game yeah. last week against the Texans, another team that struggles against tight ends. And he had a decent stat line for PPR. So yes, I think this is a trevor lawrence game and i think it's going to be etn still going to get his production you know this is definitely a a matchup that you don't run away from by any stretch but i i like the setup for lawrence i like what this offense has looked like when zay jones is on the field it just changes everything for calvin ridley unfortunately it changes some things in the negative for christian kirk but not anything that you should be afraid of him uh but i think you look you look just look at this defense the way he's playing the last couple of games lawrence i mean and what this uh, opportunity is, it's a—it's a, it's a show-off game. This is a primetime game against a, a struggling opponent in your building. I think we're going to get a big performance from from Trevor Lawrence.
0: I, you look at the rankings, and, and Kirk and Ridley are top 20 for everyone. Ingram is top six. ETN is top eight. I, Lawrence, like I said, why well, this graphic said uh, seventh for Jamie. I thought he was fifth.
3: I changed it this morning, yeah.
0: To fifth. 7th for Dave, 11th for Heath, but that sounds like a 30 plus point outburst for the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, if all of those guys are going to uh be most well, starts.
2: A, and I maybe it's hard, it's not just the Joe Burrow thing, but this is a bad Bengals team. The defense has been terrible against the run all year and not good against the big plays in the passing game either. And the offense is terrible because they've got Jake Browning playing quarterback.
0: The, 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 Bengals, the problem
2: is it might be a thirty point outburst for outburst for Jacksonville, and it's a defensive touchdown and a couple yeah. ETN touchdowns, and then the passing game is not quite there. Very well could be. Yep.
0: Yeah. the uh, The Jaguar or the Bengals give up the most yards per play in the NFL, but they are pretty good in the red zone. They do they do a decent job keeping you out of the end zone. All right, we've talked a lot about this game. So Mixon is a sit. Try to get away from him. Uh, obviously, not anyone but Jamar Chase. We're not starting on the Cincinnati Bengals. So then it's Chase. Uh, Fifth top, he's about fifteenth. Fifteenth for Jamie, thirteenth for Heath, and twentieth for Dave. I, I tell you what, man, those targets that he got, almost all of them were were terrible. I mean, forced throws. To at least one was intercepted. Two of another one definitely should have been. A third one could have been. So he was just forcing the ball to chase in traffic. He did have one nice play up the sideline where Chase made a good catch. It was like twenty six yards. Um, but it was ugly last week, for sure. Um, so, I, I asked you this earlier. I'll ask you again. Favorite wide receiver in this game for fantasy is who?
3: Ridley.
2: Chase, but just barely. They're all...
3: So, I have... Uh, he's played... Ridley's played five games with Zay Jones. Four of those Jones finished. And in all four that he's finished, really scored at least 20 PPR points.
0: I would really love someone to tell me specifically what different routes Calvin Ridley is running. Cause I'm not great so our- at, at, at looking at this stuff on true media. It looked fairly similar. I, I just, it feels like a big stupid coincidence to me, but go ahead, Jamie.
3: No, uh, our buddy Jake Sealy tweeted something at me um, in terms of his uh, target percentage. I don't know if it was anything with his routes, but
0: that's what was- I want to know. I, I, this whole Zay Joe thing. I just, I, I don't really buy that. That is the, the reason for this.
3: Well, it, it's, it's, you talked about this that gives him the opportunity to play in the slot
0: more but he didn't so last week a- he he went way back down to not playing in the slot hardly at all last week and his touchdown did not come in the slot uh he did nothing out of the slot last week and he still had a huge game he's starting to finally convert on end zone targets he has 5 of those in the last 2 games he's making big plays he's got a bunch of air yards in the last 2 games i think when you look at him he's been horrible whenever he's faced a good cornerback he's just been shut down by good corners i don't know i I don't really care what the answer is. Like He's hot right now, and we're going to start him. But I just count me as a little bit of a skeptic that Zay Jones is, is the reason for this. Uh,
3: okay, but so correct. for whatever it's worth, Jones plays, Ridley's better. <laughs> so it's simplified. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we got to complicate things? No, it's Jones on the fine. field, <laughs> Ridley awesome. <laughs> all
0: right. Uh, all right, there you go. So it's, it's almost a start your Jaguars, sit your Bengals game with Jamar Chase being the exception. He's a number 2 wide receiver. The Chargers are at the Patriots. Justin Herbert has struggled in tough matchups. Is this a tough matchup? Will he struggle? Heath, how do you feel about Justin Herbert this week?
2: Uh, mid-range starter. I think I've got him at QB 7. Um, it, I have him ahead of Lawrence, but I think those two are debatable. It's a, a, He's not a necessarily a must-start. I'd stop Brock Purdy and C.J. Stroud over him, but I'm mostly just going back to him.
0: Okay. Uh, nobody's starting Gardner Minshew over him or anything, right? No, no. Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert? Heath just
3: told you that. <laughs> I'm
0: hate. asking you. You're the high, you're the high guy on Lawrence, Jamie.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm starting Lawrence over over Herbert. I'm going to start Herbert over Lawrence, but that. it's close.
0: I know. I know that. <laughs> uh, I just want
3: to go back to something. You made a very good point. Uh, what was the game we were talking about before the Jaguars game? Tennessee. Yes. You said something at the end of that, and Adam completely didn't even pay attention to what you were saying, and just went right into the next game. Yeah, he doesn't actually you, hear.
2: He doesn't actually hear when I
3: talk. I, I wanted to ask you how you felt about that because you you said if it's a Minchu game, it's not a, a Henry game or however you phrase it. What was I
0: supposed to say? We we spent like ten and, minutes on that game. We were good.
3: Okay. You could have like acknowledged what he said and just said, "Oh, that's good. All right, now let's go on to, to Jacksonville, Cincinnati." Like you just went straight into it. Like not
0: even, not even. I, I do feel like we're a little long today. I do feel like we're a little long. We only well, had six it, games. Yeah. Yeah, right. We are a little long today. Not, Extremely. It's not your fault. It's not anyone's no, I know. fault. Ne-
2: ne- ne- never has
0: been. It's not your fault. <laughs> I don't really know what angle you're playing right here. I can't, I can't quite tell. Um, Austin Eckler is top 12. He's not the super elite top three guy or anything like that, but he's 10th or 11th for uh, Jamie and Heath. Start him. Start Keenan Allen. It's a tough week uh, with wide receivers. Any interest in Jalen Guyton or Quinzen Johnston?
3: Definitely not Quentin Johnson. I I think desperation play, Guyton could be all right, but I don't want to start. I'd rather start AT Perry, for example, if there's no Chris Olave.
0: I would agree with that. Gerald Everett or Logan Thomas?
3: Uh, I would go to Logan Thomas. I'm going to see how I'm going to get the exact stat, but it's one of my favorite stats from this week on the Chargers tight ends uh, because Everett and Donald Parham Parham, together for the season have – sorry, give me one sec. Uh, they A tight end has scored for the Chargers uh, 10.8 PPR points in five of their last seven games. So the position has been fairly successful. Everett's got three of those, three of the five. So they've been fairly successful in utilizing their tight ends. I don't know if you want to trust that this week, though.
0: No, because I think some of that was Parham without Everett, which we would trust, but we wouldn't trust.
3: But but no, but it's it's the two games. It essentially breaks down. Whenever it's been the healthy guy, he's gotten three of those. When Parham's been the only guy, he got the other two.
0: Okay, Uh, Gerald Everett or Hunter Henry, who has it? He didn't get a target last week, Heath, but he's got an opportunity. It's still
2: Hunter Henry for me. And there was actually a third tight end that's in that group. Uh, two weeks ago, it was Stone Smart, who had a 51-yard touchdown catch, who also scored Oh, I didn't 12. even factor him in. Yeah. <laughs> he scored 12 PPR fantasy points in that game on one catch.
3: Yeah. Um, which revenge game matters to you more this week? You've got the James Conner one against uh-huh. the Steelers. You've got Hunter Henry against the Chargers. You've got MVS against the Packers. You've got Baker Mayfield against the Panthers, and I believe there's one more.
0: Um, I'm going to go with about, James I, Connor.
2: I, I would go Baker first, then Connor. I think the problem for Henry is that he doesn't get very much control over it. Like he could really give his best effort, and they just don't throw the ball to him in the entire game. And so he doesn't. His only revenge is is blocking people.
0: Uh, and, like or love Ramondre Stevenson this week? Love. I like especially
3: him, especially if uh, all parts of Ezekiel Elliott's thigh are a problem.
0: <laughs> the latter Yes, that
3: line. is. I would agree with that.
2: If 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 whichever part is injured, like I, I like him. He's a he's a guy. I'm I'm definitely starting thirteenth. He's not quite a top twelve guy, but he'd be top twelve if Zeke was out.
0: All right, and Demario Douglas, if he plays, would be would he crack your top twenty-four? Demario Douglas, if he plays. No, but high
2: end number three receiver. He he might, because um, he was trending towards
3: that before. I
2: think he had nine targets before he left he
3: left did. that game last week. Yeah, impressive. He so games with nine targets and six catches. Yes,
2: against this Chargers defense, I think I'm looking at Cooper Cup at 23, and I I think I'd have I'd have uh, Douglas ahead of him.
0: Yeah, keep an eye on because the Chargers also allow the most yards per catch to slot receivers to wide receivers who line up at in the slot on that particular play. Uh, if he does not play, who is the sleeper here? Is it Parker? Is it Juju? Is it Henry? Who's the sleeper? Is it nobody?
3: lean Parker, just yep. based on, I think, upside. But good God, that's a disaster, thinking about starting Bailey Zappi's number one wide receiver, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not named
2: Mario Douglas. It would be a disaster, but I, I like he's in my top 48 right now because we're not projecting Douglas. I, I think there's people that might be desperate enough with six teams on a
0: bye. Yeah. Because I'm zappy. Atlanta at New York Jets. Okay, repeat stat of the game. No running back has scored a rushing touchdown against the Falcons this season. We know that. Oh, here's I got I need some music here. Here is a spooky, scary stat of the game for Falcons Jets. Everybody's riding this B. John Robinson high. Uh-huh. Guess what? His percentage of carries last week was only 47% of the running back carries. It was 65% the week before. The Falcons have run the ball, but just their running backs, 34 times, two straight games, which I wonder is maybe why Heath is a little bit lower than I would have expected on B. John Robinson because, quite frankly, he would be my number two running back this week behind Christian McCaffrey. He's my Zach Moss, Heath. You still obviously are starting him. but I think you have him like ninth or something.
2: I mean, he might be 12th, but he's he's a top 12 running back for sure. But yeah, I do think this Arthur Smith is a, is a good guy now. And fantasy managers are, are happy because like- he's using B. John Robinson. I don't think that's actually true. The, and the reason last week wasn't because it was Tyler Algier. It's because they decided, you know what? It's getting to the end of the season. We need to get Cordero Patterson more involved in the run game and gave him more carries, I think, that we've seen all season. So I still think there's a potential for a B. John Robinson 14-carry 70-yard no-touchdown game. All
0: right, everyone's going to start him. Do you
3: have the breakdown of when those carries occurred for all yeah, three guys?
0: I, I looked at the game log. It, last week, it was a very competitive game. It was ended up being a nine-point game. They kicked a late field goal to make it a two-score game. Bijan was in there on their last series, basically, except for the kneel down. So I don't have a specific breakdown, but there was no garbage time or anything like that involved last week. Um, the good thing is he's being used in the red zone now. In the in the in the green zone, he's scoring the touchdowns. So that at least is helpful for Bijan.
2: How how what is this matchup like? I haven't really thought about the Jets as a defensive matchup, but it's against good. running backs, have they just been fine.
0: No, it's favorable. I mean, per carry, they're fine, but they give up the fifth most points to running backs, the sixth most receiving yards per game to running backs.
3: They're on the field all day.
0: They're on the field yeah. all day. You, you might get another thirty-four carries from the running backs. You never know. Yeah. Uh, starter starters. All right, it's Drake, London, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. That's the conversation here. You're going to sit Kyle Pitts if you can at this point. Um, But Drake, London, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Heath, and your flex rankings. How do you rank those three?
2: Well, uh, Hall and Wilson are not flexes. They're both, for me, they're both top 15, top 16 at their position. So I'd I'd view both of them as pretty close to must-start options. London would be... A distant third behind those guys, and I've got him at wide receiver 25. I might move Drake London ahead of Cooper Cup, but he's right in that range with Deontay Johnson just ahead of Josh Downs and DeAndre Hopkins. Just gonna be ugly for him.
3: Ugly for Drake London. Because the Jets are still a really good defense in the secondary.
0: I would I really would make the case that yes, they are absolutely, but they never they never use sauce to shadow. He lines up more on the left side, away from where Gardner would be, than he does on the right side, and I know DJ, DJ, whatever. Have they stopped good wide receivers this year? They have not, and I know Drake London is not. You know he's not Ceedee Lamb. Uh, they did a good job on Stefan Diggs, I think once, but uh, well. They- yeah, go
2: ahead. The, 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 no, the other reason is because if this is a run at thirty-five times type of game, and Bijan gets his twenty carries, and there's still fifteen carries for somebody else, like I know it was a good game for Drake London last week, but it was still just seven targets.
0: Yeah,
2: seven targets for him this season has been five for fifty, six for fifty, three for twenty-eight. Um, All right. I'm
0: not. You know what? I'm not gonna argue. I, I just don't. It. Sit him if you can. I agree. I, I'm not. I was trying to make a case. It's not worth my time. I think Garrett Wilson's more interesting to talk about here um, with Boyle. I, I I, mean, it was a horrible performance. I know he got 17 points. He got that late touchdown, but not very inspiring because Boyle threw four yards per attempt in the air, four yards per attempt. So pretty pathetic, uh, but Heath said he's very com- you know, Heath has him as a, an easy start. Jamie, do you think Garrett Wilson's an easy start?
3: Um. I don't think he's ever an easy start with this quarterback situation, but I'll go back to what I said. He's kind of just a set-it-and-forget-it type of guy in PPR because you just kind of see, despite the bad quarterback play, despite the yards per attempt, despite the coverage, despite everything that's been working against him, he's found a way to be productive, whether it's going back to week one when he had to play defense to score a touchdown, to week two when he had the big play against the Cowboys. like He's just a great player. And so sometimes great players overcome bad situations. That's what I'm hopeful for Jamar Chase as the rest of the season unfolds. You know, I mean, Garrett Wilson's, frustrated he's pissed he's upset I, all those things like you hear every comment after he's a game how much more can I take of this like it's 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 annoying to have to perform like he's how many times have you seen a Jets game hopefully not a lot but how many times have you seen a Jets game where they show Garrett Wilson was open and he's running in the clear and there's no chance the quarterback has looked for him whether it's Zach Wilson or Tim Boyle it's just that's what it is he's he is doing everything he's supposed to do and his quarterback play is is hampering him, so I'm just starting him.
2: And I and I almost feel like we really shouldn't. like You can't penalize him for the quarterback play when he's had poor quarterback play all season long, and he scores 15 fantasy points or more almost every single week.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, like, I just who
2: cares? <laughs> who cares how bad his quarterback play is? He's played with the worst quarterbacks in the NFL and scored 15 points almost every single week.
0: Yeah, I just I would have faith in him with Zach Wilson. Uh Tim Boyle, I think, is actually worse and refuses to throw the ball downfield, or at least he did in, in his, first game, his first start. Uh, all right, I'll just read a few questions here. Amari Cooper or Drake London?
3: Uh, well, we don't know if Cooper's playing yet. If it's Flacco, it's Cooper. Easy for me. I would agree. If it's Flacco
2: and Cooper, I'd go Cooper. If it's DTR, then I'd go London.
0: Uh, blah, 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 uh, Austin Eckler or uh, the Lions running backs?
3: Uh, still Eckler. I would go
2: Gibbs, Eckler, Montgomery.
0: Puka, Nakua, or Brees Hall?
2: Uh, Puka and PPR. I'm going to need to look that one up. They might have the same number of targets. Uh, I've got, I've got Brees in all formats.
0: And, uh, start one. Bijan or Sit one? Sit one. Bijan, Pollard, Moss, Kyron Williams. Who are you sitting? Bijan, Tony Pollard, Zach Moss, Kyron Williams. Pollard. Pollard. And I don't need Adam to say great point. And Adam, transition king. Thank you. Vindication. <laughs> Having the worst hair day of my life, though. I got to tell you. I, no, I mean, you've
3: I mean, had many this, this season terrible. that were worse. This is terrible. Oh, boy. Well, the fact that you keep messing with it because it, caught my that you just bringing more attention to it oh, if God. you just let it go look at goes. like
0: look at this is the worst hair. i look well, like you a, keep
3: pulling it up to, to not make it go anywhere it doesn't really help i look problem. like
0: i'm balding just horrible all right we'll just leave it at that look at this pathetic thing on my head um goodbye everybody we'll talk to you tomorrow with the nfc home games have a wonderful wednesday see you.